This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. All right, I'm not laughing at what you think I'm laughing at. Do we have to, like, can we load the audio or is it too late? Uh, probably. Oh, <laughs> on double A's time? Uh, yeah. You won't have that in by the me. end of the there's month. A, there's an Inside Edition uh, story that Lima brought to our attention before the show. Right before the show. And it's about Lima was talking about things that he th- he thought would change once he had kids, and like per- perspective he thought would change once he had kids. Mm-hmm. And okay, you said we're gonna leave names out of this of people we know. Okay, yeah, you and I. I'm serious about this because I think there's people that you and I both know that we used to talk to, and. They said, well, you just wait until you have kids. And I think that some of those folks use that as license to be enraged about certain things, which I don't think is real, okay? Because I see this, and I I, I see this video, and I do think this person went too far. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they <laughs> went too far. But <laughs> the first premise of it is ridiculous. <laughs> Because, all right, so, <laughs> so the video, because I'm going to share with you guys a personal story here. We're brought to you by Extend. Hold on. Let me take my keys off my belt because I'm obviously the maintenance man here at the fan. Anyway, so there's a there's a video, and it says daycare worker uses scream mask to terrify toddlers. And just look at the skin. We're going to attempt to play it here. Oh, what did you say? Oh, you got the audio? It. Yeah. All right, do you want to play the audio? Yeah, I'm going to try to play it here. All right, here we go. I don't go. know what's going to happen. Here we go. It's a daycare center called Little Blessings. But folks say it was a holy terror when one of the adults put on a mask from Scream and scared the daylights out of the little kids. It's shocking video. Children screaming in terror at a daycare center as a grown-up wearing a scary mask yells in their faces. The mask is the infamous ghost face from the Scream movie franchise. The kids are understandably terrified. 
So why would any daycare worker ever use something like this with little ones in her care? Allegedly, it was to get them to behave and follow instructions. Jessica Reeves, a working mom of six children, entrusted her three-year-old daughter, Jaxie, to Little Blessings Child Care and Learning Center in Hamilton, Mississippi. The sounds of them screaming are still in my head and it's, it's hard to sleep knowing that that was happening. In one video, you can hear another daycare worker complaining to the woman in the mask that the kids haven't cleaned up the toys. This little guy tries to run away, but the monster chases him. And here's the woman behind the mask. She posted this apology today. If I could take it back, I would. I don't want to live with this for the rest of my life. But Jessica Reeves says there is no excuse for the trauma she says her child suffered. My kid went from being not scared of anything to being scared of everything, like literally everything. And it's just been a nightmare, honestly. The ridiculousness in the audio courtesy of Inside Edition. The ridiculousness and the stupidity of the entire thing is the most outrageous part. First off, you wore the mask. Now, if you thought it was a funny thing to first off put on the mask and you thought you were going to like make them scream, and you went, oh my God, this, is a, this was a terrible idea. Okay. You've made a mistake. I get that. But the screaming and chasing after them that part, that part is the most asinine part of it. I'm die. I cannot wait to tell you this story. I cannot wait to tell you the story because this is why I am the way I am, and this is why I think I I I connect with you so well. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Who's the person holding the camera videotaping this? Filming the whole, whole crime. Francis Ford Coppola. Who is? Who is videotaping this? Oh, I thought... I Who thought it was a good I idea? Swear to Cameron. At, at one point, I thought this was a guerrilla marketing tool there, to sell the next movie. I swear are, to God, I thought so that's what this was. There has to be three adults in this room, right? At least, because one was against it. Well, not even against the scaring, just wanted to get things cleaned up around there. That's what I'm saying. One of them thought it... They All three had to think it was at least a, a passable idea, Right? Mm-hmm. Well, at least two of them did, yeah. No, wait a minute. No, no, no. Because when I heard it, the ones like, well, things aren't still cleaned up. When I hear things aren't still cleaned up, it's like, things aren't still cleaned up. That means the monster still has to scream. The screaming of the lady is the most over-the-top, <laughs> wild thing like it's out of something. Like I think you should leave. She's, I think, like I, it's, it's, to she's, me, it's out of Tim she's, Robinson. She's enjoying it. Oh yeah, they are loving oh, it they're so loving every much. Because what they're 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 the reason they say they did this was because what the kids weren't behaving. <laughs> well, well, clearly now they're certainly not going to be. So clearly, yes. So this reminds me of when I was a kid, and I think I've to- I've told this before on the night show. I don't know if I've told this on this show. My dad used to do something like this when I was a kid. How old? 
How old do you was, think? How, how old do you think these kids were? Well, these kids are four, in four. This, at least. They they said they were preschool age. <laughs> yeah, right? they're seventeen most, years old. Which you would ask? They're in fifth grade in Arkansas. Yeah. seventeen years old. Because your imagination. It was Mississippi. Oh, I'm you, sorry. You don't understand when you're that young. Your imagination. You you just magic is real. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is real when you're that young. So the person you don't understand that that person is not is still that person. You believe that that person has become the monster. When I was a kid, I had to be about six. I was younger than Axel, and I had a glow in the dark Jason mask. And where we were living on Stewart Avenue before we moved into my house that we lived in from the time I was about seven or eight. Um, until that my, my dad still lives there now. Um, <clears throat> I, I used to, I used to have problems going to bed in my own room for whatever reason. And I used to go fall asleep in my parents' room. And then my dad would pick me up and put me in my bed. And that, that's how I fell asleep. And my dad, this is deranged. My dad got the mask and he thought it was a good idea. He would, he would put the mask on. And he would open up the door. I swear to God, he would open up the door. This, this was like, by the way, this wasn't like in October, like on Halloween. Like this was like in July. This was on school nights in February. He didn't care. Like he would open up the door. And like there was like a landing area where the closet was. Like the clo- like there was a little like lip where you would, like a corner where right. the door would open. Perfect and you would, for scaring. Yes. <laughs> you would see the light. Of the door open, but my dad is such a rail thin individual. Like you couldn't see my dad's shadow from the door. You would just see the door open the whole or the light setup, from the door. The whole oh, setup also, on the property is Camp Crystal Lake. He yes, also because up. he has no soul so, because he's scaring his own so kid every night. I'd be laying in bed and I'd have my covers like up over my eye, like up to my eyes. <laughs> Chucky dolls all over Toad, the place. I'd have them all like up to here, and I'd be looking over to like my left. I go, I'd be screaming, going, "Get away!" Get away! And, and my dad, my dad would have the mask on, and it would just like come around and like the eye, and it would glow in the dark. And then he took it a step further. My mom had this. I swear on my kids. My dad, my mom had this huge ass butcher knife, and my dad would take the knife, and where the house was, it was so close to the street lamp, where it would shine. I swear on my kids. It, the street lamp would shine through the window, and he could leave it open where the like the light would shine through, right through the window. And how it was is he would come in with the butcher knife, or with the long, not a big butcher block knife, but with the long knife, like a Michael Myers knife, except he had the big, he had the the Jason mask on. And I swear to God, he would take the knife and shine it, and it would hit your eyes how he would shine the knife. And that's how he would do it. I mean, I would be screaming my head. And it was a Tuesday. And I'd have like second grade to go mm. to or first grade to go to. We moved in, so we moved in first grade. I'd have like first grade to go to the next day with Mrs. McCaw. And he just thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. Me screaming. My mom just allowed it. One day, I remember, I opened up the door to go to the bathroom. And my dad was getting ready. He had like the mask on like over his head. Like he was getting ready to go perform the scene. To go clock in to scaring like, my kids. Like, like, you, like, did you ever see like all the right movies and Jack Nicholson getting himself psyched up yeah. to go do it? Like, that's the way he was looking. Like, he was getting ready to get into character. And I slammed the door. So when I see this, I see this lady and 
I should have so much empathy for these children, but well, I'm like, right. nah, that's how I was raised. I, I don't know. care. And, Sorry. And that's what I'm I know saying. that you people feel bad, and it's, I feel bad that you guys feel bad, but I... Yeah. I feel like the same crap was happening to all of us. Doesn't make it right, obviously, but... It's not when, right, when I, I know, think, but... Think of how many great prank videos people pranking their kids have existed on YouTube since day one. You know, and, and it, dead bodies. I mean, like cadavers. <laughs> all right, I'm ready okay? to disagree with Doing you Doing all of this. Well, hold on. Then Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel comes out, and it's obviously very different in scope, but Jimmy Kimmel's whole thing was the tricking kids into believing there's no candy. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that the thing? And the kids would bawl. The kids would cry. Well, those were real emotions. Yeah. Should we feel just as bad about that? The kids were horrified by the lack of candy, okay, but and they point, really teared up. But there's a point where it's And we too all much. thought it was hilarious. But there's a point, though, where it is too much. Like, yes. you can't go chasing them around the room. Yes. And she's chasing them. In the video, she's chasing them around yes. the room. Yeah. Throwing blood there at was, them. The video makes it seem like that was two and a half hours of her just going through that room, scaring them. So, as a parent, right, I would go, clearly it's funny. <laughs> but there there's there's so many things that your kids will do as they get older that you're like this is hilarious but also i need to punish them for the or at least you know like tell them this is not right to do but in my head it's it's pretty funny but then the whole the only thing i would worry about is like i get where that mom is probably those kids probably don't want to go back to that daycare no it's a pain in the ass to go to daycare in the first place right. and to get affordable daycare at yeah that. And quality daycare, holy Toledo, that's as that's as bad as it gets in the first place. So I mean, that's that's as difficult as it gets. Like the, the but at the same time, in my own town, we just had a woman break a little toddler's arm at a daycare. See, so like this is where she's okay. in jail now or going there. So Ugh. sorry about that. Good for good for her. But I would rather you. I'd rather you put the scream mask on and chase my kid around than be physical. With I mean, them. I try to be cool and try to be like, all right, like when when it comes to teachers, like it's my kid's fault first. Before we go blaming teachers on things, which I'm sure that'll come back and bite me in the ass at some point. But either way, not in the arm breaking situation for Christ's sake, Owen. But like, I do think our generation, I think we blame the teachers, and that's why we can't find good teachers anymore. Because um, in my situation, it was you got blamed, and it was what Kenny did wrong, and we th- we did the shame bush, and Lima, you were raised the same way, and Owen, you were raised the same way too, and somehow that got flipped. And, and I don't want to be that type of person, but I also, I also know it's like, okay, we've reached a line there where you're kind of, you're doing far too much. You're doing far, you've, you've gone a little bit over the line here. Cause if, if she just put a mask on and she's like, I thought it'd be a good idea for the monster. I go, eh, maybe I believe in second chances, but maybe you kind of went over the line there. Don't you think I did? I, I will say I scared the hell out of my kids without even trying. Because people always talk about how I don't sleep. You probably don't sleep very much. Not not because you have a baby, but even before you probably didn't sleep much anyway. Well, I, I, I would just get my naps, and now the naps are yeah. gone. There are no naps anymore. Um, My kid, especially Eli, he'll wake up in the middle of the night to him. Because, you know, they'll, they'll, get on, they'll, get, they'll get on the bus at early morning to go to elementary school, right? <laughs> I get up at three in the morning and I'll just be sitting there on the edge of the bed looking at my phone and he'll get up and he'll use the bathroom and he's got to think I'm just a psychotic individual because I'll be sitting there in the dark and he'll use the bathroom 
and he'll turn off the light and he'll turn around and he'll look in the room and I'm just sitting there with the light to my phone on just staring at him in the dark. <laughs> and Liz is just and dead asleep. Is what time? 3 a.m., middle of the night, Ugh. dead pitch black night. Yeah. And he just looks at me and I've scared like a couple times he's been he's been frightened by it cuz I'm just sitting there staring at him like go to bed. So he like to him Yeah, that'd be horrifying to me. He, he's 5. He doesn't realize that I've just woken up. He just thinks I'm just waiting at all times mm-hmm. for something. He doesn't realize well, that I've just And they also up. don't. I know my younger ones don't even realize that, like, we leave the house hours before they even stir for the day, right? Yeah. Where they're actually up. So, in their mind, they get up at 7 or whatever time, 6.30, whatever time. In their mind, oh, Dad must have got up and at 6.15 and put on his stuff and walked out the door and when you get home and and you tell them like I just did eight hour a day, dude, and it, it's noon now. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, they have they have no clue for that stuff. So yeah, I could see how that is uh, terrifying for him when he walks out and you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know nothing. They so I'm just wondering when is this going to change for me where I don't find something like that kind of funny. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Once, once you entrust your children to other people. Well, that, I do wonder about that. Yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, obviously everybody. But see, you could get scared about everything. And I'm going through this with Sarah right now uh, that she's worried about everything. She's worried about letting a baby cry for too long. She's worried about what did she consume when it comes to food and what could that do right. to the baby's digestive system. And I'm like, we can't worry about everything. Mm-hmm. We can worry about some things, but eh, if we to, 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 to quote the great so. Hugh Jackson, we can't live in our fears every day because that's what you should do. That would consume any anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're battling in life. If you're sitting around worried about every single thing, and you know, hey, that's what that's what politics play into, right? Politics play into you being scared about stuff. So what is it? It's fear factor every night when you're watching commercials, ads for any politician. They're trying to scare you that if the wrong person wins, yeah, but your life's going to be a living hell and society is about to about to. Your oh, relationship man. with the baby and her relationship with the baby are two totally two, yeah. different. You guys are going to hate me. Can I get up and use the bathroom mm-hmm. and come back? I'm I guess. Just I got to use it. I don't apologize. be wearing no screen Can we talk about the debate when I come back? We can. can we talk I watched about the it. Debate? I, right. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the debate so thoroughly. Chop it up. I'm sorry. I gotta use Have it. Have fun out there. All right, Ken is out. Sorry. You did a nice sorry. gut suck in to get past. Now we Tom. could do what they do on like Rogan when someone gets too drunk on their podcast or too open. high. Yeah. We could just edit a new part of this, or we could make fun of Ken behind his back. Well, we can't because we're live streaming as so well. So it's choose your own adventure on this one. Oh, we are. We're live streaming. We call this a podcast. Is it a podcast? It's a live stream. I we, don't even know. We get a, we get a ton of downloads that's after why the fact. We, yeah, that's true. I mean, how many people are listening live? Uh, 25,000, 30,000, and then we get yeah, 100,000 downloads. All right, can like I get that. in my Cavs minute? Yeah, go ahead. It's time for Cavs. Now, tomorrow we might have a – do the Blue Jackets play tonight? I know NHL season gets underway tonight. We haven't done a Blue Jackets minute in like three years. Oh, then we'll definitely do one. So I think we might have to do that tomorrow, depending on how the Guardians do. Uh, I watched the Cavs last night, not awe-inspiring <laughs> – Exactly. But not an inspiring performance, to say the least. They did not shoot well from three. It's preseason game. I did not see it. I got in the car, and Jim Jones was not talking very favorably of what was happening, so I decided 
I don't need to go home and flip on the well, TV. Well, I love it that they're breaking down preseason games as if they're real games right. now. And they're very few. They play the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. And then there's one more preseason oh, game. Oh, good. I Another think. team they're going to play five times in the regular season as well. And then that's it. Then that's it. That's it for the preseason. And we get to actual games. I love it. Donovan Mitchell didn't really play well last night. Although, he is a, he is all over the floor. He came up to block a shot uh, yesterday. Now, Joel Embiid didn't play. Evan Mobley didn't play. He came out of nowhere to block a shot. I think it was Harden. And you're like, holy crap. This dude is six feet tall, 6'1". Right. Same height as Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton wasn't skying up to reject somebody at the rim. That was not happening. He just goes to show you what a different specimen that Donovan Mitchell is compared to anyone else. When I mean, he could Donovan have a bad Mitchell game. was a not an MVP, but he was like he had MVP vote consideration a few years ago, right? He had one of the best playoff series. Granted, it was in the bubble. Yeah, he had one of the best playoff series anybody has ever had. He scored fifty. Once, I think. I think he scored 40 like two or three times. It was absurd. So, the uh, performance he I'm had against the Denver to, Nuggets. I'm not going to be able to get cheap tickets this year, am I? All right, Ken is back. Sorry, I hijacked Ken. the podcast for a Donovan Mitchell minute. I did one Mitchell's minute. Mitchell's minute, we call I it. I did a Mitchell's minute because it's in tribute to the Blue Jackets. I saw very little. Because the NHL gets your started tonight. Not on. you got to turn on your mic. Yeah. I saw very little of last Well, night. no, it was on at the same time as the debate. So I went back, I recorded the Cavs, watched the debate live. I actually didn't, I got to say, the debate, um, they were gentlemen. I don't want that in my political Did, debate. Compare that to the presidential election. What, the, the debate? Pre- 2020. Uh, where it, it, got was, a little, it got a little out of hand. Later. Yeah. But, but actually, the moderators, um, Jen Tui's brother, Joe, Joe, I thought Brother did a great too. job. I and, didn't know the other woman. And who I was so the woman was from Dayton? I don't know. I yeah. think from their sister station in was Dayton. Was it Nan Whaley? They, no. no. They had control of the debate. And then it's always weird. So if I call you a liar, and we've done that on the radio. Several times. If I call you a liar, and then you call me a liar, and you say, oh, what are you dressed up for Halloween this year? Total liar, whatever you know, Vance said. Yeah. and. The other one is like, (laughs) Ryan's like, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I have friends. My, my friends back home, we wouldn't do what you're doing. We wouldn't even know people like you. Like So they're getting down in the weeds of, of the third grade insults. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Tim Ryan starts walking over, sticks his hand out. J.D. Vance sticks his hand out, and they looked at each other, and it was like it was like Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban at the end. And I said, you know what? They're probably only doing that for optics. They probably do despise each other. I actually don't know. I don't know. Maybe they both are going to be rich after but this. Whichever one, of those- whichever one loses is going to be rich. Whichever one wins is going to be rich. Their lives are going to be okay. They, 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 are, they are running a campaign with yeah. so much at stake. Could be control of the Senate. And I thought to myself, maybe this is me being delusional. Maybe our society doesn't crumble that the two of these people can go together and shake each other's hands like men at the end of a debate. Well, I think you're hopeful. I'm hopeful, too. Now, I've heard some of the rhetoric here over the last couple of months and and certainly over the last year. Um, Some of it I I found to be ridiculous and listening to some of the some of the podcasts and hearing some of the some of the punditry. Uh, go on, you know, some of the talk of civil war and things like yeah. that. Because I don't know, I, I I I drive around and I say, are these people really going to pick up arms for crying out loud? No, I I think there are some dangerous people out there on both sides who would who would be who would be picking up arms and and I <laughs> I just don't feel that there's I I feel there's a lot of people who wouldn't uh, uh, in in the general public, including you and I. Um, so we're the ones who are screwed when the others do pick up the arms. I mean, it's just, uh, frankly, I, I, I think every, I think us three in this room, yeah. I, I'm just not going to pick, uh, just because I disagree, I might disagree on sure. on tax policy with Owen doesn't mean I'm going to go home and go get my gun and go sit uh, on another side of a bunker and try to fire at Owen over that. Not a good idea, by the way. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not going to do that. Um, Is Owen a good shot? Well, I would imagine he's a much better one than me. Yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. So and I, also, I, I'm not a wimp or whatever it was. Well, remember, I, I, I'm, I'll meet you up at the 537. Yeah. I'll meet you in 537. That's so, our new podcast name, by the way. Yeah, the, the, the 537, 537 section. So I, I The 537 boys. Some of that rhetoric, I think, is a little bit dangerous. <laughs> I, I, I do. should turn that into a promo. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like the splintering of the country in that, in that effect. I know that we have our problems, but I also think that we need to I do think we need to keep focus of what the country is and, and how, even though we have serious problems in the country, just how good we have it as opposed to other countries and certainly what's going on in the world right now in some of those other countries. No, I think that, or real the, quick, just the thing that, that I think bothers me the most is not, we've always had, we've always had candidates go after each other, go after each other's um, policies, and then it gets personal. It always does. That's been happening for years. But the political actor thing, which is also to some extent going on for years, how it's been magnified with social media is who can be the most outraged every day, who can drum up their base via their skills on social media. And that's what scares me is it works. It actually works. Well, yeah. 
That's what hurts is that if it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. It works. And a lot of these people are going to win office with their craziness because it helps them. It, it obviously has an impact, which is sad that people can't look past that stuff. Well, I think in certain places, but I, I just don't know about, you know, in a lot of places in the country, is that something, is, is that, something that works? I, I don't know. In certain places, maybe it does. And maybe in more places than I, I'd like to think it does. But, you know, I watched last night. I thought that J.D. Vance did a really good job. I, I, I think that J.D. Vance did what I thought he was going to do. I thought he handled himself very well. In, in terms of I thought that Tim Ryan was going to come out, and I thought that, you know, he's he's played this very tough character. And uh, I thought that he would probably start getting in the getting in the foxhole soon, sooner than later, and he was the first one to do so. And, uh, you know, J.D. Vance is a very good debater. He was the first time around uh, when they did the um, – when they had all five of them right. up there, yeah. I thought he was. I think I thought he came off very well that time, and I thought he came off well this time. I, I just, man, part of it, I just, I get a little bit tired of. It. I go, man, when's the last time I've been able to vote? And I, uh, and I'm one of the people, you know, where I stand on a lot of politics. But I've, I've voted for people on both sides of the aisle, which some people roll their eyes on, but I have. And uh, I was thinking about it last night as I was going to bed. I go, when's the last time I've been able to look at a guy and go, I, I don't like the cut of that guy's jib. When's the last time you've been able to say that about a candidate and vote on a candidate like that? When's the last time I've been bored by a candidate? You know, when's the last time I've been able to to do? When's the last time I've just been bored by by someone's policies and 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 been able to just go? You know what? Can I just be bored to, bored to tears by someone's policies and just vote for that? Or you know, can I just look at that and just do, do we? Does everything have to be this just knock down, drag out? just vitriol in the streets thing is that what we have to be is that what everything has to be now well i mean i, I would argue and that yesterday i mean yesterday still got very ugly and we're looking at it going oh you know they're both they were both very uh respectful of Civil. each other i'm like man they said yeah. some really nasty things about each other well maybe that's because really i nasty things about each i other. have been uh desensitized to a lot of that stuff based on how crazy this stuff has gotten i mean if you watched the georgia races Two years ago, when I was dialed in, I live in Ohio, and I'm watching the Georgia races. Because I, I am into politics. I, mean, I am. Ryan's calling I'm, him an ass-kisser right yeah. there on TV. It's yeah, like, but I've been desensitized because all of these, it's a race to the bottom. They have to get vicious for whatever reason. And I think that the and people just they will hate this, but you got to understand what I'm saying when I say this is that Biden ran as the I'm not chaos Yes, I'm the career politician, but I'm boring. He ran as that. And when you, and you can go to work on whether you think he's done a good job or a bad job, but that is what he ran on. He said that, pre- that last president, it was craziness every day in terms of news, in terms of polarization, in terms of pitting states against each other, in terms of everything. Okay? He's chaos. I am down the middle boring. Down the middle, not politically, but just yeah. I am going to be boring. I'm not going to make headlines every single day. I'm not going to be calling television personalities at my favorite cable news network every day and going on TV and tweeting every day. Do you think there's a lot more guys like us than we realize and we we maybe pay too much attention to some of the social media stuff and maybe some of the social media 
political stars out there that it's like, hey, you know, we do need some stability on the right and the left. You know, we need some people to just, you know what, give me give me a suit. Just put on a suit and let's talk some policy here. You do have some congressmen. Let, I let's mean, stabilize. Let's stabilize the dollar. Let's stabilize the, the economy here. Yeah. Things are getting a little things are getting a little crazy here. Let's stabilize some things. I know we got I know we got some problems going on with with our society right now. And, and I'd like people to experience more personal freedom. I would. And but, you could take that however you want to. I don't give a damn. But I, I but, well, I think I think COVID living through COVID like we did turned into one of the biggest opportunity it, it covid will the, the historians will look at covid and they'll say that was a split in our country beyond just a normal democrat republican split that was a bunch of people it it it, it ringing the, the the bells ringing the bells for hey do you want to be a politician this is your chance to get in because our country is going to split over this. Mm-hmm. You have shutting down of businesses. You also have keeping people healthy and not sick yeah. for a very sick country, yeah. for a very unhealthy country. That was the best opportunity for people to jump into politics. Boy, that's a good point. There was a lot of people like me, and I'll admit this. I mean, you know, hearing, you know, I was. There was a lot of people who looked like me, who were just chugging along, living an everyday life. You know, very unhealthy. And then that hits, and it, very egotistical about that type of thing. I, I told you that was the that was the thing that kind of got me straightened out. Was like you better you better get back in there. You better start working out and get get your get your lungs going. Now I've had the setback here with the back, and hopefully this injection will will help. I want you know I've I've had to take the last two weeks out, and I'm getting back on the bike hopefully next week. Um, yesterday was sounds feels like a step in the right direction, but. I, I looked at it as more as I looked at it as more as um, more of a wake up call than what some people did. More some people just didn't want to believe it. Well, some people but, ignored it and ignored it till t- till they were getting buried. Well, <laughs> Family members had to had to show up at their funerals socially distanced. Like I, that sucked. That was that, uh, that was, was all time I mean, low yeah, moment for I, people. I, I don't. I I I do feel that I, I feel that. Like a lot of things, I think the truth was somewhere in the middle. And I know we're kind of getting off the path here. I feel that the truth was somewhere in the middle. Like, did we need to go through some of the strenuous, crazy stuff of for leaving, as long as we did? Leaving yes, yeah. leaving packages in the in the garage for two weeks. It's ridiculous. No, yeah. no, that was ridiculous. Washing apples. Yes. No. I'm did. not going <laughs> to eat it. As if Damn I was going to eat you an apple. Me. You bastard! You cut. Um, you know some of the some of the stuff that we did. I think was a little bit nuts. But completely going the other direction, no. Um, but there was a lot of things that we, we didn't know at first and that we had to learn and we had to learn the hard way. And, and one of the worst natural reactions we have is a lot of us just have a, a problem. We, we have a real problem telling people that we're wrong and admitting when we're wrong. And I think that's a natural thing, especially now. Is admitting I think that's what keeps us honest in Sports Talk Radio is yeah. we are wrong every day. Somebody first tweet today. Oh, still want Josh McDaniels? First tweet today, Josh McDaniels tweet. I'm like, man, I love that you guys remember everything because I can't even – I know I like Josh McDaniels, but I can't even keep up he with can, my opinions. He's going to get time. He can get it turned around, but – He might get a year. <laughs> I mean, no, somebody sent Probably me a tweet. Probably shouldn't go for two somebody with 426 a, left. Somebody mm-hmm. sent me a tweet on Sunday about you wanting Jacoby Brissett. And I, yeah, I, from back in the day. And I, yeah. I didn't know how you'd take it because sometimes I respond to those things that you – 
you kind of side eye me and go, "Did you need to respond?" to No, that? I did. I wanted Jacoby Brissett because I was looking at the. <laughs> this we was like Sean Kaiser. This was like 2017, yeah. right? Yeah, because I said I was well, willing to take anybody. Yeah, but you didn't know Nick Chubb was going to turn into Nick Chubb because yeah. that's who we ended up getting with that pick. Oh, that's was right. Nick Chubb. That's and right. And I said we wouldn't have Nick Chubb if we wouldn't have got Brock Osweiler. You're right. You're right. So that's the way I look at the Brock Osweiler thing. God, like, Nick, well, Nick Chubb is the only reason people still have jobs right now in Maria. I'm yeah, telling you. Yes. He's been that good. Yes, he's the best player on the football team. But you know, going back to the whole thing, it's I don't – sometimes I wonder when it comes to you and I, if people don't understand <laughs> – it seems that some people who talk to us have a problem understanding that we have no problem admitting we're wrong. And I think when it comes to this – I just wish a lot more people would admit that they're wrong about certain things. Like, I, I, I'll i never forget when the pandemic started. And I was like, I am going to the MAC tournament. I am going. And it was like, oh, man, that was stupid. You remember our buddy said he was going to lick plane seats and stuff like that? I ain't going to say who, but he said he was going to lick plane seats. <laughs> well, he might seats have been on the show yesterday. He might have been, yeah. And he, and he, and he, he, he could speak for himself, but... It was, yeah, we said stupid stuff because we didn't know. I mean, ignorance, ignorance, if you correct ignorance, good things can really come from correcting ignorance. It's just continuing to pound down on ignorance is well, the problem. ignorance is fine. Stupidity, stupidity is yeah, not acceptable. I, yes, right? yes. Like, as long as there's an attempt, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the problem with that? It's the same, like, it, it's the same thing we talk about analytics, man, like, yeah, there's a lot of things I don't understand, but I mean, here we are. When we first introduced the whole analytical concept to the Browns, it's like, man, this because uh, everything else we tried sucked, and it just seemed like this was going to suck. And hey, they're two and three. It's not like we're and we've right. been to the playoffs once. It's not like we're setting the world on fire here. We'll see how it goes. But it's like you got to tr- you got to make the effort to understand. You got to try. I mean, because no matter what, it's it's still going to be the future. So I got to try to make the effort to understand the future. But I, I also think we have to try to make the effort to understand each other. And I just think we've gotten so, when it comes to politics, society, everything, I, th- I think we've just gotten so tunnel vision on it's our way or the highway. And I and I do think that it's, it's what you said. I think the pandemic has made it that way. We've gotten focused on our own ways. And we don't want to hear anybody else. And we looked at it at the perfect opportunity to make people see things our way, but we don't, we just don't want to see it the other way. And it's whether it's... Healthcare, uh, whether it's jobs, whether it's uh, inflation, whether it's you know the tax structure, tax structure, everything, yeah, you know everything. I'd hate to be a politician now. I'd absolutely hate to be a politician. Boy, that's interesting. I would never want to. Do yeah, that. that's that's very interesting because you'd have to commit to the role. Nobody runs for office now and gets to be wishy washy on anything. You just don't get it's, to do it, and you wouldn't get elected. So you can't be down the middle. You can't say, "Oh, they have some good points, and I have some good points too." And I, you know, we don't agree on everything. That's not going to get you elected. You have no shot, and you're not going to be able to fundraise. They, you just won't get chosen doing that. So it'd be an exercise in futility. I, the, I know there's always been. There's you, you've heard the story you and I know that you're you're more of an historian of politics and you 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 lend credit to and I've always made a big deal of I love I love history and I love politics and I love the history of politics. 
and I know there's always had, there's always been, hey, you want a favor, you you want a job, you've always had to, you've always had to shake hands, you've always had to kiss the babies, you've always had to do the favors, but just the public bootlicking on both sides is is more apparent, and I and I do mean that both sides. You could sit there and go, oh, they gotta kiss Donald Trump's ass as hard as possible, yeah. guys. Don't you think for a second, if certain players on the left get in to their positions of power, that you don't have to continuously kiss ass to make mm-hmm. sure you are crazy? You think? I mean, they play. I know. I know exactly what Tim Ryan said in those ads. They didn't. They didn't fudge that. You know exactly. Nancy Pelosi has her power and has had her power for a long time, and there's reasons behind it. And Tim Ryan is able to run because he said certain things. We ain't stupid. Let's not be stupid. So the publicness of that is just so, I don't know, it's just so abhorrent. It's just kind of like, I don't know, everybody wants to run to make a difference, but it's like, ah, do you really want to attach yourself to to that anymore? Isn't, I, it why, isn't it why Anthony Gonzalez said, you know, the hell yeah. with this? I can win. I'm in a safe seat. I can win. All I have to do is go along yeah. with this. And he goes, no, and Anthony, I'm not doing this. This is terrible. You and and I, I could probably make more money doing other things. Exactly. And you and I have talked to Anthony Gonzalez, and you and I have met Anthony Gonzalez. And I don't agree with everything Anthony Gonzalez has to stand for politically. But I'm like, no, nah, that's a good guy. He's just a, it, he's a conservative. Mm-hmm. And there's things I would agree with. And there's certainly things, obviously, I would disagree with him on. And I, you know what? He got out. Perfectly fine. I will never forget. I, we were at uh, one of those events around the holidays. We were at a bar downtown, and me and him were BSing. We have a lot of mutual friends. We're BSing about nightclubs that he's been to, that I've been to. Oh, the old days. You know, he's family now, and I'm getting to the family situation. And we're having a great conversation. At the end, I go, man, this stinks. And he's like, what? I said that, oh, I'm not going to vote for you if I had the chance, and I am going to take you down. Like, I'm just obviously busting balls with him or whatever. He's like, hey, that's the deal. He goes, that's absolutely the deal. But the fact is he got out of it. He said, I'm not going to do this. This isn't for me. Because he would have to do that. He would have to kiss ass. He would have to say things that he doesn't believe in. He would have to. That's the only way to do it. And I guess I'm still surprised that in 2022, anybody out there that votes for any of these guys – think any of those guys truly believe everything they say or sign off on because they don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that at all. Now, if you become a senator, you will be worth $100 million in one day. That is a 100% proven fact. Yeah. Want to run? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 